Hello and welcome to episode three of Find Your Healthy. Today I am joined by my dad. Mike, hello. And we're going to be talking about living with an autoimmune disease. And we're going to be talking about polymyalgia rheumatica, also known as PMR. But before we get into that, dad, introduce yourself. Hello. Uh, yes, as El said, I'm my father. I'm now 62 years old, so getting on a bit. I thought you were 63. <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> no, I she, did. Yes. Yeah, that's very nice of my daughter to make me older than I really am. Um, yeah, I was diagnosed with this PMR some two years ago, but through my through my most of my life, I've been quite active, and um, since I was forty, I've taken up orienteering, which means doing a lot of running. What um, did you do before that? And before I did orienteering, I used to play cricket and football. Regularly. Oh, I thought you had just always done running. No, I, n I never did running before. There I was are pictures walking. of you doing some sort of street run, or was that Grandad, or were you just randomly doing one? Because I remember oh, you two telling me about a story of how you did a half marathon. Oh, I randomly did a half marathon just because um, my father-in-law was doing it and wanted me to do it with him. So that's that was, but that wasn't. I wasn't generally into running. I was just able to run because but I did football and cricket. But you've always done sport, always been active. Yeah. So a um, couple of years ago. Uh, I went away for a weekend down to Devon, did three running events, in, which I quite often do over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and um, came back, middle of the week, felt absolutely terrible. Um, so from someone who was very active, I was just kind of surprised about what was going on. So I think um, we'll come back to that in a second. So do you want to talk about what, what it is first? Well, I thought you were going to say what it is. All right, okay. Since you're the one with it. <laughs> PMR um, is an autoimmune disease, as I said in the introduction. Um, it seems to affect people in older age. They're saying that not many people below 50 are likely to get yeah, it. Yeah, the, the stereotypical patient profile of someone with PMR would be, it actually affects more women than men, so it would classically be a female um, around the age of 60 and Caucasian. Yeah, and you would have thought it would impact people that maybe aren't so active. But when I've asked around my orienteering club, I'm surprised to find that three other people have had PMR. So, so don't do orienteering, it's a disease of orienteering. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could be. No, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's, it's a thing that causes inflammation in your body and it affects your muscles, particularly in your shoulders and in your hip girdle. So you feel really stiff around the hips really stiff in the shoulders and I also felt very very stiff in my back and the middle of my back was very sore. And from and what I've read it really affects your sleep as well. Yeah you, well, what, what tends to happen is you go to bed um, because we're kind of getting on to the, the symptoms of it as you it seems to attack you particularly at night when you're not moving around so in the middle of the night at some point something seems to swamp into your body with inflammation and you wake up in the night and you just can't literally can't move and you think, Christ, what's going on here? I, I can't move. And would you feel this every single day, these things? Or would they be like sometimes worse than other times or would it be like a constant pain? For, for me, it was pretty well constant. Um, and the, the problem is that there, there is no diagnosis of it. So you get these symptoms of feeling your muscles are a bit very sore. I mean, you probably already experienced, some people have experienced it. You know, like if you haven't played football for a few months and then you go and play a Eleven a side game for ninety minutes. You wake up the next morning and feel like you can hardly move because of the muscles you haven't been using for. Some kind of time. like how I felt when um, I tried out an Orange Theory workout class, and it was so intense. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely loved it, but my God, I couldn't walk for the next two days. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who experience that, or just silly things like when you do a load of digging in the garden, which you haven't done for ages, and your back seizes up when you try to stand up. So you think, well, I must have just done something that's I've over-exercised or I've done, but it doesn't feel like me normally because I've done loads of multi-day events. Do you also find that um, when you go to the GP and you explain that you're an active person, Yeah. I swear they never believe you. And you, Do you get that? Uh, to an extent, I think they because their, their advice is always like. exercise more. Like, oh, you you're aching. Maybe you need to work out more. Yeah. So, like but anyway, idea. I went to the doctor, and because as soon as I explained I'd been away for a weekend, they immediately go, "Oh, well, you've overdone it then." But I'm saying, but I've done this loads of times. I've even run five day events. I've done mountain marathons. I've done all kinds of stuff that hasn't made me feel like this. Ah uh, well, it's also probably your age. So you get a bit older now, and you have to take it a bit easier as you get older. So um, they just said, "Go away and do some back exercises." I'm like, well, okay. So came home with these back exercises to do. But of course, I got down on the floor and I couldn't get up again because everything was so stiff. It was painful to even stand up because with this thing, when you wake up in the morning, you have difficulty even lowering yourself onto the toilet can't clean your teeth very easily because you can't lift your arms up without extreme pain and it just wasn't that wasn't right so I went back to them and said well it's not that so they carried on saying oh no 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 I think it's definitely back pain so it took about me seeing three or four different GPs because I started using the hub where you just see whoever's there on the day and in fact one of the doctors I saw said or maybe it's you that you've got a leaky gut, which normally with GPs, they don't start talking about leaky guts and maybe it was a holistic problem rather than it being something medical. But in the end... Okay, I'm just going to start I'm uh, sorry to interrupt you. Can you please stop banging oh, the surface? Because yeah, yeah. I can hear it banging. That's really doing my head right. in. And continue. <laughs> sorry, that's me with my hands that can't sit still. No, I do the out. same. I, maybe I get it from you then, because I always get told when Did I'm you? talking that I'm very flamboyant. Oh, see, now I'm doing it. Yeah. Very flamboyant with my arms. Yeah, so sorry if there's a lot of bang bang. That was my fault. Yeah, so um, there is no actual diagnosis. If they can do a blood test and it says, yes, your inflammatory markers are up, which means there's some sort of inflammation in your body. So it's sort of like ticking. They have these symptoms. It fits yeah. this profile. It might yeah. be this. Yeah. So it's very similar do. to, as I was saying, I'm with... It's very similar to IBS when you're like uh, have the symptoms, but there's no actual confirmative test for IBS. It's just yeah. like they yeah, call you it fit this a program. clinical assessment. So in other words, you talk to the clinician, you say I've got pains in my shoulders, pains in my hip girdle, muscles are working, but just painful to use. Because when they tested me for checking, because I went, also went to an osteopath and she tested my muscles, and there's nothing wrong with your muscles; they're just all inflamed. So it's not like you've something's gone wrong with your muscles it's just they're massively inflamed and they're just not functioning properly because of that inflammation so what kind of treatment did they offer you so there when i first got diagnosed with it the lady said you got to go on steroids because your body releases a level of cortisone from your um adrenal gland cortisol cortisol sorry cortisol from your adrenal gland but it's not it yeah it's not giving out enough to counteract the massive amount of inflammation that's now in your body so you need to go on steroids of course when someone says these steroids you can immediately think oh no I don't want because you hear so many bad things about steroids so she was offering me another drug but then when I spoke to someone else they said no no you need to go on the steroids because it immediately removes the inflammation and sure you go on the uh, 
steroids, which they call prednisolone, which is basically is a cortisone, they, they do relieve all the symptoms quite quickly. But every night, you still get stiff at night because the drug wears off. Next day, you've got to take some more and you start on quite a high doses say about I started on I think 40 milligrams and then they taper you down over time and there's lots of theories about how quickly you should taper and how quickly you should come off the drug so that was the the diagnosis it was definitely PMR then and um and I was put on the steroids which again I'm not did they make a suggestion of any um dietary sort of changes or lifestyle changes or is it just literally the the GP is purely go on the steroids and we'll get you an appointment with a rheumatologist who you then go and see the rheumatologist because they're obviously an expert in things that are rheumatism related yeah mm-hmm. so that that's there was no other suggestions about oh perhaps you should look at your diet or perhaps you should change what you're doing just more take it a bit easier you got to recognize that you know you've, you've got an illness and you can't do what you were doing before so perhaps you should slow down And how long did you stay on the steroids or stay with that path of trying to heal your body? When was it that you kind of decided, because as I know, you went down a different path after a while, but how long was that I was diagnosed back in June 2018. Um, I lived with the steroids for over a year, but I did keep up doing my orienteering, even though it was painful. I couldn't bend and I couldn't... Oh, Dad never misses his orienteering. He even goes on, is it New Year that you go? Yeah. Yeah, like never does he not go running. Tries to get us boxing involved, day. doesn't really happen. Boxing day as well. Oh yeah, boxing day as well. Yeah, so, but yeah, they're not interested. But anyway, I kept it up despite all the pain. But after about, I think it was, a, I tried to give up the drugs initially around Christmas in the first year, but the pain just came back so much. I had to, they just said, oh no, you should go back. You shouldn't have come off them. You've come off too quick. Because if you actually read the information leaflet, there's a big warning about you can actually die if you come off the drugs too quickly. So that's a bit of a, you know, when you've I seen I think what I've read is there's a risk of addiction, but it's if you're like on a really strong dose and then suddenly come off. That's yeah. why they try and slowly wean you off. Because it basically stops your adrenal gland working. So therefore the reason for tapering down slowly is so your adrenal gland can re-kick back in again. And if you just drop off immediately, you now your adrenal gland doesn't work, which can cause you other problems in your body, start causing your causing your um, kidneys or liver not to function properly. So anyway, I tried to come off and then had to go back on, but sort of into, we, we, went, we went away in September 2019. Yeah, we went down to Devon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Bali, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it, <laughs> Kind of at that point, I uh, said, look, just need to try something different and here's a chance, we're, on, we're away for a week, why don't I start a different diet? And they were suggested, well, perhaps you should go down the paleo route to take a, take away a lot of the bad things, you know, avoiding sugar, avoiding... But it wasn't necessarily that, is that um, you had been saying that maybe it's like leaky gut. And I know that that's what I had been told I have. And with all my gut issues, I had been told to go on a paleo diet. So that's what I was doing at that point in time. That's why I was like, why yeah. don't we do it together? Yeah. So I tried to swap my diet although it was a really tricky time to start it when we were away i mean trying to get lunch 
Remember, we're just going to the supermarket, and even just trying to, you were just trying to look for like a simple, clean protein source and some like fruit or some veg. You turned the packet over of everything. Everything had flipping sugar and preservatives added to it. The only thing I could find was like yeah, Tesco's <laughs> finest be- a slice of beef and a and a pot of pineapple. That was like literally it. That, that, that was lunch yeah. to try and stick to this diet, and I'd swap from having um, milk to to having almond milk. Although we still Which have that a big now. change for me. Yeah, so I've stayed on almond Our porch is currently uh, stocked with almond milk. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was September 2019 that I decided that I was going to come off those steroids and no matter what happened by the end of the year, which I did, I stopped taking them in December. And then Howard had been to see a naturopath, so I decided to go to the same naturopath and I started in January working with a naturopath. Now I was still in a lot of pain from the PMR, still struggling to um, sleep very well at night. If I, I was lucky if I slept for more than two hours before waking up because the only way I could re-move in bed was to get up and then re-lay down again in a different position. But after a while, your hips used to hurt, your shoulders would be really hurting. So it was very, very uncomfortable in bed. So the the treatment versus the GP, which is just stay on the steroids. And I did join a site, Health Unlocked, which talks about PMR, but they're all for stay on the drugs. Um, because that's it just hides the problem it they did don't, you, don't um, cure it did you read other people's stories and connect with other people who have the same things i find it quite helpful to find i like reading other people's blogs who like have struggled with things that i've struggled so like gut issues and hormone imbalances and stuff like that i find it quite helpful to read other people's stories and also i just love doing my own research and remember i made you a pack which i think i put in your christmas stocking one year on polymeritraumatica like I love just researching it and trying to understand so did you do any of your own research or read other people's stories or did you not find that no helpful? I just said I joined that site where there's everyone on there has got PMR or or PMR can actually escalate to a thing called CGA which is I was going to tell us no I'm not <laughs> no, C- CGA is um, I always forget what it's it's an arterial problem that it can actually cause blindness so what they're always worried about on this site is it's going to escalate to this problem with your arteries. This is why it's so important to be in tune with your body, to get to know what's normal for your body and what's not, and to really listen to your body because it's always trying to tell you something. So you can't just ignore these things because your health is very important. Because th- th- this apparently, you start getting headaches and you start getting pain in your temple because that's where kind of where the artery runs up the side of your head. And if, if that you're getting swelling in that area, can actually start affecting your eyesight and there are people reporting on that site that they've lost part of their eyesight so there is a little bit of people worrying that they would, if they come off the steroids too soon they may get CGA but I, I didn't work personally worry about that too much I was getting some bad side effects from the uh, the steroids like random pains that you can get from the steroids plus I one September of last year as well I felt like I was having a heart attack but it was just again I believe the steroids causing pain in my chest so I, I just wanted to come off them so working with the naturopath route is about getting your diet right and, and looking around the fact that perhaps your gut is causing the inflammation because stuff's leaking out of your stomach into your body causing inflammation that you don't want so I've been working through that since January and just in the last couple of weeks, things suddenly got somewhat better and my blood markers have shown that I haven't got any inflammation, whereas a lot of other people on with PMR are reporting having this for four, five, six years. But I think the problem is if you stay on the steroids, 
I'm not sure that you can recognise what's happening in your body because all you're doing is hiding the pain by taking the painkillers. Masking the symptoms, yeah. yeah, yeah cause the, the Sorry, I was trying to Google what... Did you CGA. say CGA? Yeah. Yeah, there's no sort of come up with that thing. It just came G- up with criminal justice. Oh, GCA then, maybe. Not you, the right I've thing, got the right them. GCA. GCA. Yeah. yeah, if you're trying to look it up while we're talking. Um, have I got the right Giant thing? cell... Arteritis. Yeah. I was about to say, how do you think this word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we should have looked that up before because I've thrown that on the on there without telling them. No, that's okay. So it, it's it's a, it's an escalation that can occur from PMR, and it is bad if you get that because you have to go on like a sixty milligram dosage of steroids yeah, to stop it. Yes, it causes arteries to become inflamed, red hot, and extremely painful. Yeah, yeah, and and, it, and it can cause blindness. So yeah. it's something if you if you if you ever got that, you've got to make sure you do deal with it and get to your doctor and. Because they, they even see that as quite urgent to get someone to see about that because it, it is serious. But anyway, I didn't get that. So I'm at the point now where I've, I've got the inflammation somewhat under control. I've still got pain in my shoulders. Did you, did you say about what the naturopath actually did, like what her treatment plan was for you? Well, the treatment plan was various supplements that they were giving me to try and get my gut under control. He likes it yogurt suppositories and uh, various uh, biome things to get to get my gut under control and also they, they do have various electronic devices i think they have they like use. a three-pronged approach so they have um diet changes and lifestyle changes then they have their kind of herbal supplements and then which when you hear that i know it kind of sounds a bit la-di-da but they're not just like random plant stuff oh. they're they're actually helpful yeah, um, I mean, a lot of the supplements they guide you towards, only they can, you can't even buy them as the general public. No, they're, they're practitioner only. For example, I currently have some um, digestive enzymes, which my naturopath gave me. Um, and when you turn them over and read the ingredients, the uh, active components, for example, the proteinase for helping you digest protein, is like three times that of what you would find in a store. So say in a store you'd find like 7,000 HUT, which is the measurement. Um, the one I have, I think, has 30,000, and it doesn't have any, like, fillers or binders or anything. It's just, like, pure active ingredients. Yeah, the same as the, with the turmeric that, that she gave me. It was a very specialist one from Spain. I couldn't even find it on the internet, so they would specially sourced it because she said it was the one that got the turmeric best into your system. Yeah, that, it's all about um, maximum absorption. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, as I was saying, three-pronged approach, so they have... Um, yeah, the diet and lifestyle, the supplements, and then they also have treatments that they have there. For example, I had plasma pulsolite. Did you have that? Yeah. Which is supposed to like be at set the same frequency as the organism or the yeah the to organism. To kill the bacteria. Yeah, to yeah. kill the bacteria. And you so like it was set for me like for the right frequency to kill liver fluke and stuff like that. Yeah, I I had the same. Tried a lot of the plasma light treatments. It's totally what painless. It's totally went... painless, isn't it? I mean, you don't... did you get any side effects? No, no, no. I did. See, the first two, I was like, nah. And then after that, because I had 10, uh, like, um, every time I'd have one, I'd be so tired afterwards. And then, I mean, this is probably TMI, but I would then get diarrhea, so... I, think, I feel like that was just things expelling well, out. Yeah, yeah, I think what happens is they are killing some things that then get into your bloodstream and then you've, they've got to get out of your body before you can feel better from them. What so, was the other thing you had that you could so have done for? I had a thing called papimi, which is uh, using a magnetic coil put a current through areas that you're feeling soreness in and that my if they put it near my hip and I nearly 
jumped out of skin because it, you could really feel it hurting there. And she said, yeah, well, as you get older, everyone gets problems around their hips because it's where a lot of your lymphatic system goes and there's not much blood supply to some of your bone areas. And so you did, I really did feel the pain there, but it, it um, again, is just putting a magnetic current through your muscles to stimulate them and to help you feel better. So it did have, I did feel, like El said, I did feel some discomfort from it, but if you're not feeling some discomfort from it, I don't think it's doing anything. So um, I had a few of those. And did you have um, suggestions of diet changes? Yes, yes, but, the, but there was a, one other treatment you had, which was nitrous oxide put down your arms to help, because they say that helps you as well with your circulation, put down your legs and down your arms. You didn't have that one. No, I didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> but we had different things, so. Yeah, yeah. But the diet changes, yes. I mean, again, it was pretty well sticking with the paleo, but avoiding, just staying with avoiding sugars and avoiding the gluten and avoiding dairy. It was basically. But also avoiding certain fruits as well because of too much sugar in them. Yeah, I was going to say it's just basically anti-inflammatory, isn't it? So yeah, gluten yeah. and dairy are two of the most inflammatory foods, as well as sugar. Sugar is very inflammatory. And um, it was just mainly about eating whole foods, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, so avoiding processed foods yeah, and trying and to eat things as close to how nature intended as possible. And trying to make sure you get some dark greens in your diet. Leafy greens. Mm-hmm. Leafy greens, because particularly like kale and um, spinach are really, really good for you in terms of helping with you. Which I had body. kale for lunch. Kale and I genuinely lunch. really like kale. I know some people think it's gross, but... I had kale I like and it. spinach for lunch today as well. And I, I always put spinach in my smoothies as well. And I swear, you do not taste it. If you put it with like half a banana, a handful of spinach, I like to use some um, protein powder, but I use like an actual one. It's um, pea and hemp with some stevia for sweetness because stevia doesn't spike your blood sugar levels. Anyway, you, yeah, you don't taste it and it tastes nice. But, but one of the side effects for me is that I've lost over a stone in weight, which wasn't intended. I've not been on a diet. Which I can verify. My dad has never been overweight. He's always been in really good shape. Like he says, he's really active. But I mean, at the moment he is, he's looking a little frail. <laughs> and we've been joking that he has little girly legs. <laughs> Well, also, I haven't been able to run in the way I was before, and I used to. Do, I was doing yoga as well. So you've got the strength and endurance. Yeah, yeah, you're getting quite into yoga, doing yeah. your. Um, forgot what's called. I've done it so long. No crow, you do yeah, your crow yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was. I was getting on quite well, but then I got so much pain in my. Sh- I tried to keep doing it, but I just had so much pain in my shoulders. I couldn't even do downward dog or do simple stuff. I just got a bit frustrated. They'd not been able to do it properly, so stopped doing it for the moment. But I will go back to it once I've. I need to go to a class too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think the thing is with it, with something like this, you you and I think El would always say this is you got to know your own body and you got to decide what's best for you because a lot of these on when I go on this health unlock site and other people and I say that I I'm against taking the steroid and I've stopped taking the steroid. Other people go, oh no, I can't I can't possibly have any pain. I've got to have no pain, I can't... And when not. we're not demonising steroids or people who want to go down that route, if you feel that's right for you, but I would always encourage you to try and alter your diet and lifestyle too because if this is something that you could live with potentially for another 20, 30 years, do you want to be on steroids and in pain for 20, 30 years? Yeah, Maybe I, not. But there are reasons some physicians who, who argue that you could just stay on a small dose of steroids because it doesn't really matter, but I, I, I personally believe that... The, but I think yeah, a fusion, if you want to be on steroids, then a fusion of diet, lifestyle, and maybe some of the steroids or whatever would be better than just purely 
stories. So stories. This is gonna sound mean, but sometimes I feel like it's kind of the easy option. I mean, I know it's not easy, but like to just take a pill every day and to still eat rubbish and to not exercise. Cause like those things require motivation and um, what's the word? Well, when you stick to something. You know, you've got to be determined to stick with it. You've got to have the stamina for it. I'm not sure that's what I was thinking, but, but anyway, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> dedication. Dedication. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's hard to make those changes, but therefore the better. Yeah, for me, I mean, someone who's always eaten tr- pretty traditionally, and I used to take cheese sandwiches often to work. But you never ate bad. Like we have never had takeaways. We're not a family who no, have no. takeaways because we don't really like them, and we've never had fizzy drinks like the only time we'd have stuff like that is when we'd go on holiday and I remember sitting around the pool like in Spain or something and we would have our Fanta Limon that was like the only time we would have like fizzy drinks yeah. and maybe like a bag of crisps by the pool or something yeah. but yeah we never had takeouts at, takeaways at home and yeah we never had fizzy drinks or anything and mum would always be like no sweets in the week just a couple of weekends yes because I suppose my, the one thing I haven't given up having which is on the bad list you might say is my daughter traditionally always makes us a pizza on Friday not not Elle but my other daughter and she just loves making it because oh, it's so makes nice. a damn good pizza not that I can have it but <laughs> yeah but it, but it's because we know it's got all fresh ingredients on it and we know what's on it and she uses wholemeal flour and yeah yeah and when you then go back to a shop bought one because our cooker broke we had our kitchen refurbished and we had to buy a shop bought one summer. we all hated it a Domino's pizza was just like to us was disgusting so it is if you change you you then notice how greasy yeah your taste buds do alter it's yeah. like when you stop having sugar like I used to really like um what were the white chocolate buttons because I used to be obsessed with chocolate buttons milk chocolate buttons yeah, yeah. They were but there were also white ones milky, milky bar white. ones yeah yeah and I used to really like them and then when I slowly wean myself off if I had something like that now oh my god first of all I mean I'm lactose intolerant so it goes straight through me but second of all were it sweet so if someone like me who used to have chocolate bars every weekend and used to eat loads of cheese has oh my gosh we're all dairy fiends in this house yeah I swear to god we would all consume our body weight in cheese on a daily basis (laughs) (laughs) and I I used to have a big bowl of cereal in the morning with um, full cream milk on it all those things had to stop and I'm still not having those and and, and it it can be quite hard but you've got to find a balance because at first you were like doing extreme but you found that you just you, it's just not for you and that's okay because like for me I can do things through the stream and it's okay and I'm quite good at finding recipes for myself that I like but I feel like if you're not someone who usually cooks for yourself or makes stuff for yourself yeah then it's really challenging but also yeah it was quite extreme and you found quite a lot of things bland like when you were trying to make chia pudding and you were doing it all wrong just <laughs> so they're they're naturopath's it's recipe like concrete oh yeah because she literally said like uh did she say two tablespoons of chia seeds and literally like she sent me a recipe too. i think it was two tablespoons of chia seeds and just like the same of water two tablespoons of water and chia seeds soak up to like 10 times their weight in water so you need a lot of liquid not just like a measly couple of tablespoons anyway that one tastes bland two it d- does just go to the concrete how are you supposed to enjoy that for breakfast and then you think that that's how healthy is and you're like well i don't want to eat like this so, so, so yeah. my, I actually had chia pudding this morning. I don't have it that often, but I added in Elle's cacao powder and some of her carrot salty caramel supplement to, to the make protein it, powder. Yeah, okay. uh, to make it a bit sweeter. And then on top of it, I had fruit, and it was made with coconut milk and. Um, yeah, that, that's how I make it. But I also put in a little bit of yogurt too, because it makes it a bit creamier. Well, I put the yogurt on afterwards, so and and with fruit on the top. 
and it's okay when it's like that because you've got nice fruit and then you've got the yogurt and yeah the my favorite is chocolate chia pudding or i quite like mango yeah so you just have to find what's right for you. And they also on this diet suggested I shouldn't eat many porridge oats. Well, I found I just couldn't stop having porridge oats because it really fills me up for the day. And therefore, I'm not thinking about snacking. Because, I, I, again, I'm not a person. Because I don't think we've had biscuits in this house apart from mum, baby. Well, mum, we used yeah. to, when I was younger, at the yeah. weekend, go up to your bedroom and yeah, yeah, sit on your bed and have yeah. biscuits. But, yeah, now we don't. Because we used to have, like, a snack cupboard. Because when we'd come home from school, we would have crisps or biscuit or whatever but yeah we don't anymore other than mum no, no mum I has don't. sweets and biscuits but none of the rest of us do no our treats are now more having nuts or something like that but also uh takes and i both like baking so we quite have to make stuff yeah yeah so yes it can be difficult but I, if someone like me has managed to adapt i think most people can adapt to an extent but, and, and but you then can add things back i think we say like after a while that's if you find you can add the food back and it's not affecting you then, I think when it comes to healing sometimes you do have to be a bit extreme like when I got um, diagnosed with leaky gut and mass inflammation in my body and stuff I was very strict with being paleo but I knew in my head this is not for life because not having any grains at all um, just wasn't sustainable so I did it really strictly it was going to be for four weeks but I actually ended up doing for four months because I found that I was quite able to adapt but then I was like right I want to introduce things because I want to be able to have a really wide variety of foods within my diet because I think the more diverse your diet is the better it is for you um so yeah now I have like oats and and stuff gluten-free ones of course yeah gluten-free ones because it is an issue it does cause me bloating it does cause me more pain and it does cause me more inflammation and then all my symptoms start creeping back in Whereas me personally, I, I'm not aware that I've got any allergies to anything because if I do eat something with gluten in, it doesn't affect me directly. But I presume it's having some impact on probably the an accumulative effect. But I think now yeah. and again, like you are saying that you have pizza yeah. sometimes on a Friday, yeah, you know that's just part of your lifestyle, yeah, and that's not like an everyday every meal thing. Yeah, because I felt that I had to add some things about light oats, heavy porridge, because otherwise my weight seemed to be just going down and down and down and down. So I just wanted to stop it going further down. Because of all the sugar, I'd, I presume it was because of all the sugar I'd stopped having and the dairy that I'd stopped having. Well, I think for you, it might also be a case of macronutrient balance. Right. Like your proteins, fats, carbs, maybe they need adjusting slightly to sustain you. Yeah. Because everyone thrives at a different ratio. For example, my sister eats a very high carb diet. She's vegetarian, but she will have a massive bowl of rice, probably like four people's portion worth of white rice. Yeah. And she yeah. has the tiniest waist. Doesn't she have like a little tiny waist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she eats like loads of rice and loads of pasta and loads of bread. And then she'll have like a little bit of healthy fats, maybe some nuts and seeds. And her protein intake is actually quite low. Sometimes she'll have some beans or some tofu, but most of the time it's just like the carbs and the veg and stuff. Whereas me, I thrive off more fat like healthy fat like avocados and nuts and seeds and stuff and uh, lots of vegetables but I have a lower carb diet because um when I have a lot of carbohydrate I get more acne and I get more bloated so for me it's just like yeah it's better to have low carb so I feel like maybe you haven't found the right ratio because I feel like you have more carbs because you need it for your energy for running and everything and do better off it but like sometimes your lunches like when you have your soup yeah and for me it would not be enough to sustain me I'm just going to say that you have like a tiny little bowl of soup and then it's got one piece of chicken but divided into four soups you've got a quarter of a piece of chicken in a 
soup that's the size of like a baby meal yeah. and that's your lunch and then you're like why am I losing weight I'm like hmm I wonder <laughs> but I don't feel hungry so in the afternoon from it but do you ever so. feel hungry yeah yes of course but you're not a foodie are you no 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 do you like do you actually enjoy food or do you have like a favourite meal or do you get excited by food are you just like uh, yeah, yeah, I whatever. eat because I have to a bit, a bit I probably are a bit more like I eat after I have cause, because I have to I don't get that oh, excited I that's so strange because I like I love food yeah <laughs> I'm always just like what should I have so, for dinner what should I have for lunch what should yeah. I make so obviously they haven't learned from me that's the good news they've gone their own way and our daughters both cook for themselves and, and are quite capable to be fair we kind of had to learn to one because when we were teenagers we started to want to eat differently because I wanted to try heal up my acne and I was like well I need to start cooking better food and mum's cooking isn't the best like we used to have chicken popcorn and smiley faces and mum cooks vegetables too much in my opinion they're <laughs> overcooked and there's too much oil on them and now well, I don't really like it right but it's made you self-sufficient which is good as well so in the we... cooking department or in other departments <laughs> <laughs> so do we I'm not sure as I said advice for others it is a little bit difficult to say but um, for me I just wanted to keep going because I think the problem is if you don't it really does affect your muscles badly and because you think your muscles hurt so much you don't want to use them but you'll find as the day goes on the, the pain does subside to some extent because as I said every night you go and you just start all over again the next morning feeling really bad really stiff but as the day moves on you do loosen up a little bit and it was enough for me to think well I am going to go running even if I'm going to have to lay on the ground to do my shoelaces up which is why I had to do I couldn't bend down to do my shoelaces up so I had to, used to have to lay on the floor and bring the knees up towards the chest so I could do the shoelaces up but again that's something that you might have to listen to your own body about because sometimes you do just need to rest from exercise for your body to recover sometimes you need to push through but sometimes you need to just yeah. take a break and I think the, the most painful thing is actually putting your socks on in the morning because it, it's surprising but you don't realise until you go to do it that you use all your muscles in your shoulders to pull your socks up and that just really hurts but say there's someone right now listening to this and they're experiencing similar things to what you said you were feeling yeah. about the stiffness and the pain yeah. what would you say to them would you say go to your GP what would you say Yes, well, you, you you need to because I think it's like everyone you need a diagnosis because it kind of mentally if you don't know what it is you don't know what to do about it. And I think when you tell other people they're just like oh I experienced that sometimes too it's just a pulled muscle. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, they think yeah. you're kind of making up a bit yeah. like when you say like I'm bloated all the time people are like oh I get bloated too you're like no you get bloated sometimes I'm bloated permanently. Yeah, well, well people would describe the pain from this as quite chronic. I mean it really. Because if, if you just can't move in the morning, you're going to feel you're bound, you're bound to feel bad. So if you do feel like that, so it's not then, just physical, but it also affects your mental health. Yeah, because I think I think for me personally, once I know what the problem is, then you can start to formulate can, a yeah, game plan. To yeah, heal it. all the time you're wondering what, what what is it I've got? What's the problem? And I've got a little bit of problem with my knee at the moment, and then still don't know exactly what what why it's playing me up, which is a bit annoying because because the PMR's going, not gone away to some extent. I want to kind of get out running at the moment because my knee's causing a problem. So I think with all of us, once we've got a diagnosed, right, okay, that's what the problem is. This is what I need to do to fix it. You can kind of work on it. And mentally, you're not thinking all the time, what the hell have I got? What's this doing to me? So your advice is to make sure that you do and get a diagnosis and be clearer about the pain you're feeling, how it's happening. As I said, if it particularly you're getting problem, you're going to bed 
feeling a bit stiff but then waking up in the morning very very painful in your shoulders and your hips and you can't really move and I couldn't turn in bed as I said I just couldn't turn over at all I had to grab onto something to pull myself out of bed in the morning um, and sit up to be able to relay down and I couldn't lay in more than a couple of positions if I tried to lay in the other position it was just too painful so you will notice that you're just not getting the sleep and if you're not getting your sleep that makes matters worse as well psychologically you know it's like you start feeling tired during the day and I've seen people saying that they've kind of given up doing things because they just feel too tired so I think you do have to push through a bit but we keep saying listen to your own body what's right for you but don't give up it will you will get through it yeah and I think it's also helpful to have a good support system to help you through it whether that's your friends your family or forums and I think what's not helping at the moment is I think I've got to the point where I could do with a bit of physiotherapy but because of Covid no one's doing any physiotherapy because um, the, they the, can do it from a distance like that scene in um, in France where Ross massages with spoons not touching you just yeah, yeah. poking you with his spoons <laughs> yes it's a bit like that so because um, uh, the naturopath is kind of saying well probably your inflammation's gone away but you're still left with the debris in your lymphatic system and you could do with some manipulation to get that out of your system but can't have it done at the moment because of covid i'm hoping that's going to change now that they said the swimming pools are going to reopen and beauty salons so i'm hoping i'm going to hear soon that i can go and have that treatment that you can go to your beauty salon yeah i'm going to get <laughs> my beauty treatment done i mean i mean okay, my nails are terrible <laughs> so yeah i think it's important to you um whenever you feel something that might not be right in your body to go get it checked out but it's also a good idea to just have preventative measurements so even if you don't have anything wrong with you now it's always a good idea to eat healthier to be active to look after your mental health and it's never too early or too late to change your lifestyle and become healthier i agree with that yeah anything else to add no i've got nothing else to add all right then that's today's episode um yeah that's it nothing else to say yeah thank you so much for listening and you can find me on instagram at elfrazel my website is elfrazel.com and i also have an ebook out called seven days of paleo and that has lots of healthy recipes in there if you're interested you can check that out on my website have a lovely day bye bye